We're here tonight for another Scientology Live. Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, tonight, we're basically just going to tell uh, the re- we're going to keep going with Claire's story and um, go ahead and uh, talk just for a bit, Claire, so we can make sure we can hear you and everybody's uh, levels or everything's all good. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. It's good to see you here. We're glad to share our craziness story, crazy stories with you all. Thanks for your interest. Perfect. Yeah, we found out uh we did a we did a video, we did a live last night and we found out that uh there was actually an internet uh there were internet cooties in this area. It wasn't us specifically. It was a it was a broad cootie infestation. So that is kind of what happened and it was really for the live. I think the replay was fine and whatever the processing did when the videos were all uploaded, it was okay. But um so yeah, so we're all good tonight. We're uh, everything's set. We got everybody looks good, sounds good, and um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna continue on with um, Claire's story when she was in the um, the early years of when she was in the Sea Org and Scientology schools and all that good stuff, and then um, and then the next thing we're gonna do is after we do that story for like the last uh, let's say half hour. Um, we'll answer questions and we're not going to, um, you can do super chats, but they're not going to get any priority. So we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Um, but right when we hit that, um, uh, when we start answering questions, that's going to be the cutoff regardless. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the super chats and the questions, we're going to try to, uh, basically answer just any questions, not just super chats. Um, just for a few videos. So it's all good. Yes. And let me say thank you to everybody who's enjoys hearing about the cadet org. I've actually never deep dove into those years, uh, ever actually, because you know, Hey, why? I I always said, why talk about the worst years of your life? (laughs) But it's, it's, it's interesting to revisit and I appreciate the interest and certainly the exposure in terms of the trauma and detriment of involving children in Scientology is beneficial for to to do. So there you go. Awesome. Okay. Uh, let's get to it. So I have, uh, we did, we were able to round up some pictures. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull that up and then we will, um, Claire's just going to kind of take us to it, uh, take us through uh, what these pictures are. And what's happening and who's in them and any interesting stories about any of the people in any of those uh, time periods. And um, so, yeah, this is the first picture. And what's this? Uh, when when do you know when this is from? Yes, this was 1976 when I was one year old. Uh, my mom is on the right. My dad is on the left of me. This is actually the only picture I have of me with my mom and dad. And it's the only picture I have of me with my dad, period. Um, But at the time this picture was taken, both my mom and dad were in Scientology. They were staff at Manchester Org. And um, yes, that's what this picture is. Wow. Okay. And this is from 76, you said? Yes, in England. Wow. In Manchester. So your mom doesn't have red hair and your dad doesn't have red hair. I know. 
like you like you always like used to joke I'm the redheaded stepchild. I'm actually just the redheaded child. Period. <laughs> no real explanation. But to be fair, I have cousins that Yeah, that are, you know, look like we're, twins. We're, we're Irish. We're Irish. So there you go. That explains it to everybody. Don't look at the color of my parents' hair. Just know that my family's from Ireland. There you go. <laughs> okay, so let's bring up the next one here. All right. So so last week we were talking about um, my, how my mother joined the Sea Organization at St. Hill in England. St. Hill is the Scientology headquarters based in England. Um, and so we were talking about when she joined the Sea Organization when I was four years old. By that point, my dad had left Scientology. My mom had divorced him. And I never saw or heard from him again. Uh, this picture was taken when I was in the cadet org, but I was going to public school um, close to Stonelands. I was going to West Hothley Primary School, and this was a school picture. And so in this picture, I think I'm five years old. And um, the memory, the cadet org memory that this brought up for me was that um, there were, so my mother as a Sea Org member would have to get special approval to take a leave of absence, essentially time off from the Sea Org schedule to go visit her family, which was my grandma in Manchester. And when I was in this picture at that age, we would actually hitchhike from East Grinstead to Manchester, which is a full day of hitchhiking. And it always bothered me that my mom would uh, make me hold the sign and, and there would be like 40 hitchhikers on the side of the highway trying to get a ride. And she would make us go stand like, you know, 50 feet up the road or, you know, whatever, a, a, away from those, uh, those people. And she would give me the sign to hold because we would always get a ride really quickly. It's actually, actually a miracle. We didn't get murdered. Cause, but, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> so you would, your mom, how old were you? I was five. You were five. five. Your picture, mom would yeah. go hitchhiking with you. And hitchhiking was such a big thing that there were other hitchhikers. Yes. And you would just go away from the pack of them up the road. So if somebody passed by all the other hitchhikers and then they saw a little, little ginger, little <laughs> five-year-old on the side of the highway, then they'd pick you guys up. But you wouldn't be close enough to be messing with the rest of the pack. That's right. That's right. It was kind of my mom's hack on the whole hitchhiking thing. And um, and I, I, I remember it because the amount of strange vehicles we got into was just so outrageous. Like we would get in these massive trucks and at this age, it was like climbing a mountain to climb up into the truck. And um, or then another time we got in this weird Cadillac car with these Indian guys and, you know, no offense to Indian guys, but these guys were shady characters. <laughs> even, at, even at five, I was like, what the heck are we getting into here? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Anyway, my grandma very quickly put the kibosh on that, which will lead to one of our, the latest stories as to the next form of transportation. Oh, but so your mom, age, your mom was telling the rest of the family, this is what, how you guys were getting around. Oh, cause they knew cause your mom didn't have a car. Yeah, no, she didn't tell them how we were getting there, 
Yeah. She only told them when we got there that we had hitchhiked from East Grinstead. And so even by train from East Grinstead to Manchester is about, uh, at least at that time, it was a good five to six hour train ride. So you can imagine when we're hitchhiking, you know, we hitchhiked first to London and then from London, we'd find someone going to Manchester. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a disaster. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so you were five in this picture. Yes. Okay. Let's go to the next one here. Is okay, this, so and, and this is, that other picture was when you were going to West Hothley. Yes. And this is it, West which Hothley. Is, which well. is, West Hothley is the small village that's close to where Stonelands is in England. Yeah. Okay. Which is so. the Sea Org birthing. That's right. That's like where the, all the Sea Org members lived, and it's where all the children of the Sea Org members lived. And that was where the photo we looked at the other day of all the cadets, with, that's where that photo was taken. Okay. And, and the cadets are the young children of Sea Org members who are being groomed to also be Sea Org members. They have no parents. They're managed. They, all the children were managed by other children and by one or two adults. So, for example, at this age, in this new picture here, yeah. by this age, I was um, I was an in charge of a team, and I so I was responsible for five other children who were around my same age. And what what that meant is that um, essentially we were our whole lives were managed not by parents but by checklists. Checklist is a thing in Scientology where you're you have to get all these steps done so for example our checklists were brush your teeth make your bed go to school um do cleaning in the sea Orc birthing after school um you know homework all of these things and and wh whatever amount of those checklists we got done we would have a statistic that would then determine our condition for the week as a cadet and um, and we had to keep that on a graph and mark that and everything. But I was responsible for for five other kids, and I so I had to make sure that they did their checklists as well. Okay, and so so even though you were how old are you in this picture? About six. So even though you were six, you had a job and you had yes. duties and you were responsible for other kids, and it wasn't just like you're out outside, you know, throwing sticks around. You had it was like. As soon as school was over, you had stuff you had to do and get done. Yep. I, I had a post and um, had statistics. And and as soon as we would get home from school, actually, we had to go study Scientology. Wow. Yeah. And and what was your mom's job at this time? So your mom was in now. Your mom's in the Sea Org now. Yes. What did, what did she do while you were doing your thing? She was... Um, over staff training and counseling. Okay. And that St. was Hill. at St. Hill at the in, in East Grinstead. Yeah. And she her was her title was staff section officer. Like she did all the training, the programming for the staff of what courses and auditing they were going counseling they were going to do and yeah. Okay, so but she was working at St. Hill and you were working at Stonelands? Yes. And and that's like a half hour. 
Roughly, yeah. Somebody okay. said, I saw somebody say it was like 20, 30 minutes in a slow car. Well, yeah, we were driving decrepit old, we were driving there in decrepit old vans. So <laughs> it was, they were not very fast. One time we hit a deer on the way home late at night and the doors flew open and <laughs> we almost flew out on the road. Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. But yeah, and once a week, my mom would spend two hours cleaning her room. And, um, and then, so I would get to spend that time with her. And at the end of that time period, when she had to go back to work by lunchtime, I was always a mess, always like I would be bawling my eyes out, begging to go with her. Um, but I was not allowed to go with her because I was a cadet. And so I had to stay and work at Stonelands. And sometimes I would do what they call completed staff work. That's the presentation of, hey, if you want to do anything other than the authorized schedule, you have to get approval to do that. So I would write a completed staff work begging to go and help my mom on post. And nine times out of 10, it was disapproved. Um, so it was also at this age that one time I, I just decided to blow. And I snuck into the back of a van and went to St. Hill to try and be with my mom. And I got in all kinds of trouble. I was assigned to lower conditions, ethics conditions. So meaning I was, um, now I was in deep trouble and I had to do amends and make up for that. And, and how yeah. old were you when that happened? This, this is at this time. It was around the same time. Yeah. I think I was seven. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Now this is also, uh, is this also at West Hothley? Yes. Okay. And so, and how old are you in this picture? This, um, let's see. I was now nine, nine, I think nine. Yeah. Nine. Is this Eight about, or nine. is this about the time when you fell out? Like you were living in a, you, whatever dorm you lived in was, you had a really high bunk bed or something like that. So yes. Um, basically. Okay. Now I'm saying basically what the heck. <laughs> no, I lived in a dorm, as we talked about, with all the other female cadets. We obviously didn't have sleepovers or playdates or anything like that. So our substitute for that was that we would do sleepovers in each other's bunks. Well, my mom didn't approve of that because um, that's what led to infestations of all kinds of nastiness. Like lice. <laughs> Yeah, headlice, head lice, head lice, exactly. Um, but one day I decided to do it anyway against my mom's best wishes. And so I, we were sleeping toe to toe. Like I was sleeping at one end of the bed. My friend was sleeping at the other end of the bed. And in the middle of the night, I rolled over and fell out of the bed. Well, somebody had left wooden planks on the floor next to the bunk bed. So I landed on those planks, which broke my collarbone and cut open my head. Um, but the next morning, my mom was already gone. And honestly, the only thing I enjoyed about my life was going to normal school. So I went to school anyway, with a broken collarbone and my head cut open. Well, obviously, I was complaining full time to the teacher because every time I would move my arm, it was excruciatingly painful. And then when the teacher, so for the first step was the teacher would have, have the student come sit next to them if there was an issue. So I was sitting next to the teacher and then she noticed I had a cut in my head 
And over lunchtime, then I was called into the to see the headmistress. And the headmistress honestly thought someone had beat the crap out of me. And she said, what happened? And it was it wasn't until years later that I realized she she really was seeing that I'd been abused, whether by neglect or whatever. She was seeing the signs full on clear. But of course, I was already programmed to never say anything bad about Scientology. So I, I just said, oh, I fell out of bed. I'm OK. And she said, well, well you're not OK. Um, you have blood in your head. I didn't even realize I had blood in my head. I was like, what? <laughs> um, she said, your mom's on the way here to take you to the hospital, which I was just mortified. I'm like, oh my God, now I'm going to be in big trouble because I've taken my mom off her post and I'm going to catch trouble for that. Anyway, so yeah, I went to the hospital. They said I broke my bone and I had to have a sling for um, two months. And the most annoying part was that then I had to get touch assists, which I despised. And and just so everybody knows, a touch assist is basically a Scientologist. They just touch you all over your body with their finger, and they say, feel my finger, and then you say, okay, and then they say, feel my finger, and they just do that for, could be an hour, could be 20 minutes, could be two hours, as long as it takes for you to feel better. They just... They won't stop until you say you feel better, in fact. So you just, you know, you get to where exactly. <laughs> it just, it could That's literally. Right. Feel and it, my finger. They do it on what the, the, this, L. Ron Hubbard wrote a whole policy on exactly how you're supposed to do it. Touches this. They touch one side and then they touch the opposite side. Then they touch this side and they touch the opposite side. And they just do that all over your body, up and down your legs and your crotch and your, uh, on your chest, everywhere. And, um, and then, and don't you flip over, like say, okay, yes. turn over and then they'll do it on your back. Yes. So they'll do your front and then you flip over and then they do your back and they go up and down your body in like back, back, zigzag all the way across. Yes. Okay. Next picture. Okay. So this is at Greenfields, right? Yes. So by this time, my mom had left the sea organization. Yeah. Um, she just took a one-year leave of absence because she had gotten pregnant with, with my stepdad, who was not a Sea Org member. Okay. And she was actually told, um, if you stay in the Sea Org, you can have this baby, and your baby will be one of the last babies born into the Sea Org. So my sister, Kirsten, would have been one of the last cadets, basically, because then after that, they started forcing women to have abortions and no okay. more children were allowed to be born into the Sea Org. My mom decided to leave for one year. I'm not sure we can say that word just so you know on YouTube. Oh, I see. Okay. So we just, either way. So, so your mom left. Yep. And, and Greenfields is a Scientology school. They teach you L. Ron Hubbard's study technology and they, in, they're indoctrinating you in the Scientology culture. It's yes. not, it's not a, the teachers and the students are mostly Scientologists, but they have kids that go there that are not Scientologists as well, like Delphi, the Delphi Academy in the United States and other Scientology schools. They pretend like they have nothing to do with Scientology, 
but they're run by Scientologists and Scientology kids go there and the teachers are Scientologists. Um, and sometimes they even have te teachers there that are not Scientologists, but they kind of try to get them into Scientology, right? Yes. Okay. That's right. Wow. Okay. So then this is a next picture is also at Greenfields, right? Yes. And so I write there in the middle. This was a picture they took for their promo to get more Scientology kids or, you know, that it was tuition. So they made a lot of money. And ironically, the only way I was able to go to Greenfields is my mom made me beg my grandma to pay the tr tuition. My grandma didn't want to until I asked for it. Because my grandma wanted me to go to a normal school because my she was never a Scientologist and she didn't approve of Scientology. But the only reason I was going here is because my mom made me ask my grandma and my grandma paid the tuition. And so other than that, um, the teacher there that you see on the left, that's Mark McQuaid. Okay. Oh, the guy in the back with the beard. Yes. Oh, and let's just make sure you're right in the middle at that desk with as the box with the little files on it or whatever, right? Right in the middle yep. of the picture. Yeah. Okay. And then this a teacher in the back, Mark McQuaid, what's his what's his dealio? <laughs> so he he was uh used to be in the Guardian's office. Oh my goodness. So the Guardian's office So for those of you don't know who don't know, the Guardian's office was the uh it was started by L. Ron Hubbard and L. Ron Hubbard's wife, Mary Sue, she was the one who sort of ran the Guardian's office, but they were responsible for the largest infiltration of the United States government in its history. Not China, not Russia. Guardian's office. Yes. Largest infiltration. Look it up on YouTube. I think it's called um, Operation Snow White. And uh, 11, I want to say 11 people went to prison, uh, Scientology officials went to prison and were convicted and went to prison, including L. Ron Hubbard's wife, Mary Sue Hubbard. And in, and I guess Scientology had to make some kind of deal with the government. And they basically, they disbanded the geo. They said, we, we fired everybody. We canceled it. There's no such thing as the geo anymore. And we got rid of all those people. And the people that were in the geo then went and ran Narconon drug rehabs and Delphi schools and Greenfield schools. And they bait all those people just went and worked in other places in Scientology. And so this guy was one of those people. And almost, I'd say, maybe a quarter of the people that were at Delphi when I was there were also in the Guardian's office, like the headmister of the school that I went to. He was one of the main guys. And I think he's even one of the guys that went to prison. His name was uh, Henning Helt. Yes. And he was the headmaster of Delphi. I'd have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure he was one of those 11 people. Yeah. Well, the headmistress at Greenfields was Margaret Hodkin. The same. She was also XGO. Yeah. So they were everywhere. Um, yes. So, and also the weird thing about like the, these, um, these guardians office people, at least the ones that I was familiar with at Delphi, um, they would treat the kids like Sea Org members. They would yell at us and scream at us. And we had to write up our overts and withholds and we had to do lower conditions. And they treated the kids just like they were either at least Scientologists. 
but a little harsher than you would. And they, and that was like nasty and. Yes. Um, anyway. Mark, Mark McQuaid was the same. Um, I think one of the most memorable classes, he was our math teacher. And one time he was yelling and screaming at us so much that it spittle flying across our faces from him. Oh, yuck. Um, yeah, it was nasty. Anyway, and, and not to mention the fact that he actually then started dating a student, not one that's in this picture, but one who was a year older. Um, well, hold on so, a second. Hold yeah. on. You can't just skip, skip over that. <laughs> How old is this guy? I mean, if he was in the Guardians, obviously, he's, he's an old guy. He's not yeah. like a kid. No, he was about the same age as my stepdad. So let's see. Like he in his was, 30s. Yeah, in his 30s. And yeah. he was dating a student? Yes. Of I the Greenfields. Yeah, I think she was 14 or 15 when <sighs> they started dating. Um, and then as Whoa, whoa, whoa. She, Say that again? As she was 14 or 15 years old, to my knowledge, when they started dating. Oh, my God. You've gotta be kidding me <laughs> yeah and and to add insult to injury she was a daughter of one of the other teachers at the school what <laughs> yeah she was um veronica tupham's daughter oh my goodness this is like who also i think was ex-geo if i'm not mistaken i'm not sure about that one but uh, i think so oh my god this is yeah like... and as soon as she was legal of legal age they got married Oh my goodness! This is this is crazy talk. I don't even. Oh, it gets I, worse. We haven't even gotten well, to what the worst part yet. What what other thing happened? This is the last well, picture we have. So yeah, it is. But from the same time period, there was another teacher at the school who'd been there for years, and he was a beginning Scientologist. And <clears throat> over a period of I think five to seven years. He was engaging in extremely inappropriate behavior with many of the male students. The, wait a minute. This is another teacher, not the same guy. This no. is a whole different guy. Different guy. His name, the other guy, the teacher I'm talking about, his name is Mark Kent. Mark Kent. Oh, there yes. was a story about that guy in the, in the, like it was a, it was not, they didn't get, keep this uh, undercover. It got out. Yeah. So, this picture was taken, I think, in 87, and I think by 92 or 93, Mark Kent was convicted and sent to jail. Wow. Well, I'll, we'll find the article that we'll put it in the uh, description of the video if somebody wants to look at that. And what's important to know is that he so he went to jail for, I think, five or six uh, students the students who were Scientologists were made to not press charges by Scientology. So it would have, there would have been additional, there were additional victims of this predator, um, but Scientology silenced them. So he, he got, he went to jail for six kids, but there yes. were other kids as well that, ha right. that things happened to, but those kids didn't come forward because they were Scientologists and he was a Scientologist and they didn't want to get Scientology involved in it. So he just went to jail for the non-Scientologist kids. That's right. This is, and this is normal, by the way. Yes, it is. Yeah. <sighs> speaking, uh... speaking of XGO, so I forgot one, one story from the earlier picture from yeah. West Hoathley. Um, so when I was still in the cadet org, um, my friend and I, so I was eight years old 
I was at St. Hill and I was playing with my friend. Um, and this old, this, uh, 40 year old guy who was, um, also ex-GEO, but now he was security and he worked at like in a booth or in an office at the outer skirts of St. Hill property in East Grinstead. And he was saying, Hey, come to my office, come hang out with me, yada, yada, yada. Well, I have serious stranger danger already as it is. I was like, no, thanks. I'm not, I'm not going. My friend went and, um, and, and bad things happened. Bad things happened. Yeah. And it was never reported to the police. Um, my friend was then punished and told that she had caused that by committing overts and withholds in Scientology means you've, you have transgressions. Um, and the reason you are a victim is because you did something wrong. So she caused that to happen is how it was dealt with. Yeah, which is sort of standard operating procedure in Scientology. If something bad happens to you, it's your fault. Yeah. And, and and my mom's response was, she said to me, why didn't you go with her? Did you know something was going to happen? I said, no, he's a creep. Why would I go with him? Come on. But oh it, I mean, gosh. I didn't I didn't rebel, but I should have the the. The voice in the back of my head was screaming outrage. Wow. That's yeah. so insane. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, and then one other one other story we should cover on related to the cadet arc. So before this was um, when my mom got pregnant and when we were still in the C organization, I was still in the cadet org. Uh, she actually escaped and left me behind. So she left St. Hill and Blue escaped to my grandma's house in Manchester. Around this time? Um, no, before this. Sorry. I, 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 for, I remembered I forgot. Which the one? This, this one, one? This one, yes. Were you this near around the time where you broke your collar? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it, it was before no, or after no, that? Uh, it was after that. So you broke your collar gone, broke your collarbone. Was you, was that healed, or were you still uh, were you still broken when your no, mom bailed? No, it was it was healed by the time she bailed. Okay, so but she left. But hold on a second. Here, you can go let her out. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just talk while you're doing that. Hey, no. Um, let's let Claire. Sorry, that dog. It's that dog is. At, Attached to Claire at the hip. If you lock the dog out, it'll scratch to get in. And if you lock it in, it'll scratch to get out. So it's, there's no, there's no, it's nothing we can do. It's nothing we can do. Um, okay. So your mom, you fall out of the bed, you break your collarbone, you cut your head. That heals up. And then is this when your mom was hooking up with your stepdad or? Yes. They were married now. And okay. she, had, she had just gotten pregnant. So she was in a lot of trouble about that. Okay. And they they had also I t I mentioned that she had to get special approval to get married to my stepdad because he was not in the, he was not a member of the C organization. Yeah, but well, also let's not forget that they went on a date and she never came home. And that yeah. was around this same time too. Uh, this that was the date was before that because okay. by this time they were married. But the oh, punchline right. is that they decided they were going to revoke that special approval even though they were already married. The Sea Org said that. 
Yes. They said, oh, we're done. This is, you can't do this anymore. No. Well, because now she's pregnant and she's leaving. Yes. So, uh, we're, so let's just be clear right here. Your mom had a plan. She was going to hook up with this dude. Yeah. She's going to get pregnant and she's going to get the hell out of the C organization. And she did that, but she forgot to take you with her. Yeah, I know. It was really upsetting. So she so she blew the Sea Org. She blew the Sea Org. Where did she go? She went to Manchester to my grandma's house. And she just showed up with with a stepdad? No, no. He she left him behind too. No. <laughs> she left you both? Yeah. So were you ha- did you have to hang out with the dad? Yeah, which you I had was, to hang out with your stepdad. Yeah, her stepdad's we, not the most friendly fella. We that never, we never got along. Ironically, <laughs> when they so they had started dating before this point, and um, and at one point, my mom said to me, "Is it okay with you if I get married?" And I said, "No," because my whole life was just a battle, trying vying for my mother's attention. Why the heck would I want to, you know? thin the field or whatever you want to say of like, now she's, now she's going to be, he's going to have all of her attention. I had had none. So I said, no, to which she promptly betrayed me, told him that I said no. And they took me out for ice cream to handle me. That was going to be the sales (laughs) job to get you some, feed you some ice cream. Man, I'm going to pump been, some ice cream into uh, this ginger. She'll she'll go our way. <laughs> so hold on a second. I this is crazy. Is this is after your mom went to the RPF? Yes. So so when and you were like six when that ha- six or seven when that happened, right? Yes. And how old are you in, when she blew? When she blew, I was eight, maybe nine. Okay, so your mom. Left you base. She left you behind twice. Yes. She went to the RPF, which she was in another place, another building. You didn't see her. It was she was like whew, gone. Yeah. She gets hit by the brick. Yeah. And she's building the castle, and then <laughs> it was, you get it to was take more care than twice actually, because even when I was younger than that, when I was six, she was sent to Europe on mission for like three months. What? <laughs> she would send me postcards. Um, she came. She to- was in another country. <laughs> yeah. Which? Where did she go? She went to Germany, Switzerland, France. She would send me postcards from. And how old were you places. then? I was six. Like the first time she she came to tell me, and that she was she, and she was crying. She said, "I'm really sorry, but we're not going to be able to spend Christmas together." And I was like, "What?" No. She said, way. "Yeah." She said, I, I've done everything I can. I tried to How get out of How old were this. you then? I was six. No mom and no dad at Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. I, yeah, I was. Um, but isn't your birthday's right around Christmas? Yeah. That's the, why so you she didn't, wasn't like there for your birth- my birthday. <laughs> she wasn't there for your Christmas or your birthday. No. When you were six. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. We need to fly. Where does your mom live now? Clearwater, Florida. We need to fly to Clearwater, and we need to we need to take a get some a bunch of dog poo and put her on their porch and light it on no, fire. I'm not <laughs> oh doing that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, yeah. So so yeah, there was there were multiple times, but um, either way, 
in this in this case, so on this photo here that you have up on the screen, that was when she blew all together, which just made me really upset because I wanted to go visit my grandma any opportunity I had, I could. So I was like, why didn't you take me with with you? And the and it was so weird too, because like all the adults were giving me the stink eye, like, oh, you're the you're the kid whose mom escaped. Well yeah, you, you don't have any you have no you're you got nobody. You're literally an orphan and you're stuck in the Sea Org because they have nothing. They can't do anything with you either, right? There's nowhere right. for them to send you. I mean, uh, it would have been amazing if they said, we got to get rid of this little girl and they sent you to live with your grandma. Uh, then you would have lived happily ever after. Yeah. And your mom could have run off with your stepdad or done whatever. Yeah. And you would have been locked and loaded because you would have been with granny because granny was awesome. She was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so but hey, wow. then I then I would have never met you. So you know what? The rest it's it is what it is. I know, like, but like you like to say, it is what it is. It is what it is, but it, <laughs> it ain't it ain't it ain't pretty. It ain't no, pretty. No, yeah, no. This is um, th this. Let me just make sure people understand. This is totally normal in Scientology. Nothing we're saying. Like Claire was one. How many kids were there when you were there? There's like twenty or thirty. Yeah, 30, sometimes 40. Okay. You know, like in, in that picture, I think it was like, I counted, it was roughly 28 uh, in the cadet org picture. We don't have that one for today. Oh, yeah. The that one was we from, showed last week. Yeah. With the um, ones where you the little kids are all sitting on those steps and the baby with the diapers running around. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a bunch of kids. And, and the other thing, too, like when I was thinking about my life in the cadet org, you could never really be friends with anybody because um, if you told, if you complained, they would write knowledge reports on you and you'd get in trouble. So a knowledge report is when you get reported to ethics in Scientology for complaining or being critical or um, we, the adults would always tell us to stop being quote unquote banky. Banky is a reference to the reactive bank in Scientology, which is, from Dianetics, where Hubbard says the only cause of any psychotic or any insanity is from engrams, uh, moments of unconsciousness stored in your reactive bank. So how that translated in the cadet org is they'd be like, don't be banky. <laughs> Even though we had no idea what the bank was, what the reactive bank was, we didn't want auditing. I can, I can tell you that much. Yeah, you don't uh Yeah, you don't really when you're in the when you're little and all this stuff's going on, you don't really understand any of the stuff they're talking about because it's so many levels above even anything you can explain to a kid. Yes. That um you're just kind of like I got to go. You know what you're going to get in trouble for and you know what you're not going to get in trouble for and you kind of just try to navigate between those things. And when they start talking about the crazy Scientology stuff, you're just like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm just going to do whatever they tell me to do. Yeah. At another point around that time, my mom started doing training, <sighs> training to become a counselor. Um, Cause she always had a dream of, she wanted to be a Scientology counselor or auditor as they call it. And so she actually started at one point doing her academy levels, which is the courses in Scientology that train you to become a Scientology counselor. And so she came to me and said, oh, I'm going to audit you. I'm going to give you counseling. And I was like, no, I don't want any counseling. 
Anyway, she she would not let it go. So finally, she did counseling on me. And like you said, it was a quagmire of all these terms and But oh she my was goodness. practicing on you when she was learning. Yes. So you were like her guinea pig, like yes. I was Tom Cruise's guinea pig. Yes. When I was at the base. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> it, did, it did nothing to improve our relationship. I can tell you that much. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> you want to do questions now or do you want to keep um, keep going? That's um, why I think we're at a good stopping point. Yeah, I agree. Let's do questions. Okay. We, so it's, people have to have a life too. It's sad. Well, night. I know. And also, it's it gets. Um, <laughs> We're going to do more videos with Claire, but it gets too much for me to process. It gets too much <laughs> for me. I get, um, I'm not the most patient person and I get wound up easily. And this kind of stuff <laughs> winds me up a little bit. A lot of this stuff I did know. Um, we haven't really gone in detail and talked about this like this in probably 20, 25 years, right? Yeah. I mean, when we first met and we first, we're married in, we were first, Claire and I got married in night in August of 1992. So at celebrity center in Los Angeles. Yeah. We got married at the celebrity center and, um, we'll, we'll have to show pictures of that one time. Somebody was asking, we have a ton of we great should. pictures we can and do a ton that. of great stories. Yeah. Because it was a lot of funny, crazy stuff that happened around oh, there. Yeah. Like in the middle of our, we had a two day leave of absence the day we got married and the next day. And then, oh, actually, it was three days because we left on Friday, went to Vegas. We got married on Saturday. And then on Sunday, you got called back to post. And so you so basically you got called back um, on the third of a third of our honeymoon was cut short because you had to go <laughs> back to work for some urgent thing. They couldn't wait it. And then when you got there, nothing happened. And it was like, whatever could have yes. been done the next day. Of course. Yes. There's so many stories, even the whole story of how we ended up getting a room. A yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. We'll, we'll save that. But yeah. either way, um, so I do know a lot of these things and I know them loosely when they happen, but we've never like, oh, this is a picture. This is when this happened. This is how old you were. So, and also, and, and I haven't be, really, yeah. we haven't ever, we don't really, when we're not on this video, we don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. We're not, we don't, we know what happened. We don't need to talk about it. But, and, and to be fair, I've I've kind of always, uh, like I said, I've never done a deep dive on the cadet org because it, a lot of it is just ultimately depressing. And yeah. so why would I, you know, like the saying goes, no use crying over spilt milk, right? Yeah, there's a lot of spilled milk in this uh, in this. It setup. pretty much all got spilled. There was no milk left. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and and like I was saying earlier, this is normal. And so this is, we're talking about, um, this is a Sea Org base. So this is the UK Sea Org base. And this is the 20 or 30 kids in the 80s and the 90s that were at that base. There's an East US base. There's a West US base. There's an Int base. There's a EU base. There's bases all over. There's bases in Denmark. And the same thing was happening at every single one of those places. So you yeah. have these and and even I'm pretty sure that I mean, they have Facebook groups now that are called second gen Scientologists. And it's all these kids as Scientologists that have left and they're they're doing their thing. 
and they're trying to navigate life. But I'm pretty sure the the stories I've heard, they're all equally horrible. There's not, I mean, how do you rank horribleness? It doesn't, I mean. Yeah, my my stories are not bad compared to some other stories because I was, I, 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 was, I, was, was, not, I was not a rebel kid. I, my choice was because again, I only had my mom. I didn't have anybody else. So all my eggs were in the one mom basket. So if I were to rebel, that's it. I would be lost. And so I didn't rebel. I wanted to, and I hated my life, but I did not rebel. And there are other kids who did rebel and hats off to them, but they had it. There was some really shitty stuff that happened. Yeah, it is insane. So, um, okay. So then let's just make sure we we wrap this up and then we'll get into the questions because it's uh, it's almost 545. So that's perfect. We'll do we'll do like a half an hour. So no more questions after 545, guys. Um, Whatever's at 545, we'll go through that again. And then um, we'll uh, and then we will uh, wrap it up after that. Um, Sounds good. But um, okay, so yeah, this is just one Scientology school. They have Delphi. They have a Clearwater Academy. They have all these Scientology schools all over the place. And very similarly, um, the the Smiths, Jada and uh, Will. Is it Jada? Yeah, Jada and yep. Will Smith. They started a school, a Scientology school um, in California. And it was just like one of these Delphi's. And they did the same site. They teach study tech and, and the Sea Org. The, all these schools are feeders for the Sea Organization. So I would say probably maybe a quarter to half of these kids that go to these schools would end up in the Sea Organization and then go on to work at all these different uh, bases all over the world. So, um, yeah. So let's get into some questions. Again, like I said, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to answer questions. I'm not just going to be the, do the super chats. And, um, but I picked this one and it is a super chat. So fine. We're going to do it. Okay. Guessing it's really painful to recall all of this, but it would be helpful to your beautiful heart, to the cause of taking down Scientology. If you could write a book, Claire, so painful to hear these stories. There you go. Lots Thank of people you. want Claire to write a book. Thank you. I'm working on it. Starting to anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's now, now yeah, it, and I agree. It is painful, you know, but, and, and the, that's why I like to keep it kind of short and sweet in bite-sized segments that I can kind of deal with. Cause you know, <laughs> yeah, like you said, honey, I do have abandonment issues. I, I Well, I'm just saying that, that when we were saying these stories are kind of normal, the, these, her, Claire's story, I would argue that Claire's story is a lot less horrible than some of the other stories that we've heard. So agreed. It is kind of, uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Uh, I've got all these start. I've got a lot of questions. So we're going to try to rip through these. And okay. then if you've asked, um, I just want to say this. If you ask like 72 questions, I'm probably going to answer one or two of your questions and not all 72 of them. So if there's a few, few people in here that I had, like I've been starring them as they've come and there's one person love food kitchen. I'll put you up first, but I had six or seven questions starred for this person. So I'm going to answer this one. Um, I'm sure I'll be long dead before a, a Ron or Mark schedule a live that isn't 
at a crazy hour for people that aren't in the U.S. Going Claire needs to do her fellow Brits a favor and schedule using GMT. <laughs> okay, you know what? Love Food Kitchen, that's a deal. Um, you want to do a live stream tomorrow, Claire? Sure. We'll do a live stream tomorrow, we'll, and, we'll, and we'll pick up where we left off, and we'll tell Claire's story from where we left off up to base times, and we're going to do it at noon Mountain Standard Time. So I think that's like dinner time in uh, GMT. You guys, yeah. somebody can get in there. I don't know how many zones. I think it's like six or seven out, five to seven hours, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. So we'll do that. So love food, love love food kitchen. That's what. That's the deal. There you go. Okay. Next one's from Casey Isaac. Claire, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I'm so glad you found happiness and the love that you both deserve. Thank you, Cassie. I appreciate it. It's thanks for joining us and listening. What can I say? Okay, Vincent giggles. Um, I love that Mark is discovering these things about you after all these years. Yes. Yeah, so, like I said, I know most of these things. There's a few little details here and there that I may have forgotten, or I was, or that I never shared because yeah. you know why. <laughs> I don't like having depressing conversations as it is. So, <laughs> well, and also to be fair, when we lived together at the end base, so from 1992 to 2005, uh, we weren't seeing each other a lot. So no. it wasn't like, like f for many years, I was on a different schedule than Claire. So we didn't even see each other at meal breaks. And a lot of times I didn't come home or she didn't come home. You, you spent six months in Europe. You were six. often often traveling to the events, like you spent time in UK. Then I was in Clearwater for a year. Yeah, so, so we yeah. weren't when we were together. We weren't talking about this stuff, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't at the top of our list. <laughs> okay, not available. Um, at Mel at Matt Elliott. Oh, I guess these are guys chatting back and forth. My mom is from Manchester and loves ah. to make Yorkshire pudding for us. So good. I'm a fellow Canadian too. Okay, who makes a who makes a mad Yorkshire pudding, folks? Claire and I, we could we'll put our Yorkshire pudding up against a uh, English uh, chef any day of the week. We yes, Claire and I together have perfected Yorkshire pudding, and we I think we have it at least once a year, pretty much. We do, yeah. Maybe. Like the like the saying goes, teamwork makes the dream work. We make a great cooking team. Teamwork makes the and the Yorkshire funny part is that work. yeah, the funny part is that I had never made Yorkshire pudding until after we left the Sea Org. So we, uh, by which time I was, of course, in the U.S. Uh, I never made Yorkshire pudding in England, but yeah, we watched so many uh, Gordon Ramsay and we. We have a we have perfected studies. well how yes. many years we've been making it for about ten at least ten years now right well yeah more Maybe than that because we started when we were still in L A in like two thousand nine I that's think is right. when we started when we, yeah. we used to watch uh, Hell's Kitchen yes that's when we started because yeah. we we stole his recipe Gordon Ramsay follows yeah. me on Twitter by the way it doesn't really mean <laughs> anything he follows like forty thousand people um, but um, we. Uh, we started, we used his recipe, which was okay, but then we kind of tweaked it over the years. And now we have, I mean, we, we, I'd say over the past three years, we kind of honed in and it, it's, it's raw, it's locked up. We're good. Yeah. And after we moved to Colorado, we had to factor in high altitude baking. 
Yes, that's true. Yeah. We did have to tweak it once we got here. Um, but it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Vegan three says, uh, we could still hitchhike in California in the seventies. Then it became illegal. I hitchhiked. Mm. I hitchhiked everywhere. Yeah. Vegan three. Did you have a five year old with you when you did it? <laughs> and I not mean, only that, not only that, but you know how, um, uh, <sighs> you know, I love true crime. Oh, well, yeah. The Yorkshire Ripper in England was, ra- was running rampant at the okay. time that we hitchhiked. Yes. Uh, that's just, it's a it's whole crazy. other, I mean, literally it's, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost like what, um, what qualifies your mom to do a hate video? Is it the hitchhiking <laughs> with the five-year-old? Is it going to the RPF and leaving the five-year-old behind? Is it blowing the Sea Org and leaving the seven-year-old behind? Or is it, um, I mean. Or, or is it the letter that she sent me where she said, well, you were in the Sea Org as a child. So you knew full well what you were getting into when you joined the Sea Organization at age 16. And therefore, for you to claim that anyone forced you to do anything is utter baloney. That's what she wrote in a letter. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mom. This, uh... When you're ready to be forgiven, I'm ready to forgive you. Yeah. And there's before a... that. It's a whole lot of crazy going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, next question. We're going to start going through these. Kelly Cross says, uh, Mark, I watched the DM 101 movie last night. Which part were you in? I am in the very front row of that concert. The, the That's DM 101 is Depeche Mode 101. It's a concert that occurred at the Rose Bowl, uh, Pasadena Rose Bowl in California. And I am in the very front row and center. So whenever Dave Gone, the lead singer of Depeche Mode, he goes up towards the front of the stage and they're shooting from behind him. And looking um, past him, I'm in the front row, and I'm wearing a big uh, a white shirt with a fluorescent square on it. You can't miss me. And I'm in the movie like five or six times. You have to have the uh, HD or the 4K version. You're not never going to see me on that VHS. I have all of them, and I didn't even know how many parts I was in until I got the uh, the uh, high-res versions. Okay. That is nothing to do with Scientology, by the way. Um, Nerman Odkin, what was your mom's post at the time? Oh, we said that. She was the staff section officer. In the for qualifications all you, division. Yeah, for all you Cylons out there, that's the SSO. Yep, and she was over staff training and counseling. Yeah. Okay, a lot of people from Aaron's channel. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, yes. um, I I have the inside skinny that Aaron is was traveling today, so I figured I'd... Uh, I'd fill in for him and uh, do some lives and he's going to be doing some, he's going to be doing some stuff tomorrow, I think too. So we'll do, we'll do a live tomorrow and then we've got a spy video drop in. We've got, we're, we're going to fill the gap here. So spread the word. Yeah. Um, my kids made me late again f- for you. How do I RPF them? Oh uh, yeah. I wouldn't oh my RPF gosh. the kids. I so I, I didn't <laughs> get assigned to the RPF when I was a kid, but I did get assigned to the DPF, which is, uh, deck project force. Yeah, yeah. So they have three PFs. They have the, the EPF, the DPF and the RPF. The EPF is the estates project force. That's what you do to get into the Sea Org. It's kind of like boot camp. And then the RPF is where you go when you get in trouble and you do something really, really bad and they can't have you anywhere around and you got to be like segregated. And then the DPF is if you've done something that you get in trouble for, but they want you to learn a lesson, but they want you to come back and get some work done. So that the deck, the DPF could last a few weeks. 
The EPF usually lasts a few months and the RPF could last anywhere from one to two years all the way up to 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Michelle Lee says, I don't understand how Mark doesn't have the 80K yet. 80K? Oh, 80,000 subscribers. subscribers. I'm like, 80K? Where's my 80K? I lost my 80K? Um, Everyone that likes Aaron will love Mark. And he has a sweet wife. Claire and Mark are awesome. Oh, well, thank thanks. you, Michelle. Thank yeah, you, Michelle. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a genius. I grew up in a cult. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't know how this thing works, but I'm. I have been told that some people have taken years and years to get up to twenty thousand. But I'm not normal people, and I need eighty k by March thirteenth. So if you're here right now, you're watching, and you're not subscribed, it doesn't cost anything. It's a click. It's not a big deal. Just get down there while we're yapping here. And Click that subscribe button. That would do us. It's going to make more people know about this. Every subscriber we get is going to be another person that's going to get inoculated for this crazy time. Yeah, feel free to share with your friends, you know, loop everyone into the crazy Pandora box that we're opening here. (laughs) Oh, you can follow me on Twitter, too. And um, I usually when Oh, that's another thing. I don't know if a lot of people know that this is being live streamed on Twitter on on youtube and on facebook all at the same time so we've got people in here we're answering questions from all of these things in the comments right now and this is going out to all three of those platforms so you can follow me follow blown for good on facebook follow blown for good on youtube and that way you know what when what's coming out and all that good stuff and you can retweet all that happy hoo-ha okay um, I'm so happy your life turned out good. Claire, you deserve a happy life. Yeah, Thank she, you, Ellie. She I appreciate it. She did put up with a, a fair amount of nonsense. And she has to put up with me now, which, I mean, that's not the best. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. The Gambler. Hi, Mark and Claire. Claire. Did you guys ever see people get in a serious fist fight because they wanted out? I'll let you answer that one. Um. Yes. Well, I. let's see. The craziest, I think, was um, Bill Dendu when he rammed the the gate at the security at the headquarters trying to get out with his car. But, yeah, there's been all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, Mark Yeager one time blew and was grabbed like manhandled into a minivan and brought back by um, Dave Bloomberg at the base. So, yeah, there's been all kinds of crazy stuff. There's been people jump the fence and walking down the highway and they send a security guard off to, to go snag them. There's been a lot of crazy shit. Jackson, yeah. Jackson, I'm sure, will have lots of stories. Gary Moorhead would have lots of stories about that. First-hand knowledge of that. They would try to, um, in Scientology, when someone would escape, they would immediately kind of segregate everybody. So they limit the amount of cross flow of information between staff yeah okay mind my blues says going claire um on scientology did your mom ever tell what to and how to be and how to listen to other people or was that all on your own oh yeah like did your mom yeah how did that work um yes well so my mom was not the primary figure in my life from the age of four onwards. But yes, she absolutely, um, I could never complain to her or be critical of anything. Um, She would tell me to just always say nice things about Scientology to my family. Like my grandma was onto her. She knew that, that there was a lot of crap going on and she got pissed about it a few times. 
And so my mom would tell me not to tell her anything about what was really going on. And, and, um, and in fact, I spoke with my uncle and my aunt, um, since leaving and they were just besides themselves. My uncle was, is a, is now a retired, but very well-known pediatrician. And when I told him some of my stories, he literally broke down and started crying because he was just like, this is so typical of an abusive situation. And, um, he was absolutely besides himself. Yikes. Yep. Okay. Okay. Let's try to uh, rip through these here. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> oh yeah. Trying to do some uh, questions and then we got, uh, got your uncle crying now. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Okay. Casey Isaac. Um, did we already show this one, Claire? Cassie. Thank you. For- yes, Cassie. We okay, did. sorry. Yeah, sorry, we- that's uh, bad on my part. No, um, here's good. another one, Claire Alice. Uh, hi, Claire. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It means so much. Thank you. Thank you. Claire. I like your name. Um, yeah, Claire Alice. Um, <laughs> is it at all likely that your mother may watch the YouTube channel, Claire? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah, that is a great question. I marked that one. Thank you for the great question, Linda. Um, the chances are it's it's pretty slim. The problem is that my mom is still married to my stepdad. They're still in Scientology. And my half-brother and my half-sisters are all intricately involved by various different means. It's not impossible. Um, I hope she does someday because I've really... I've made a few efforts for her to hear my side of the story. And in fact, she said in emails to me when right when we escaped... Um, we mentioned that she sent us $6,000 in cashier's checks to help us kind of get started. Um, she did it in cashier's checks so that she could not be forced to cancel it or take it back. And she had no way to take it back. And I, we didn't even have her address at the time. She felt very, very guilty. And yeah, I, and I understand that that guilt was well-placed in all fairness. Um, so hopefully one day she does never say never. I mean, I never thought my grinder would leave either. And Hey, look at us now. Yep. RFS Table says, Claire, do you know where that documentary with your story and Mark escaping and when Marty Rathbun blew on YouTube? Um, I think they're talking about the panorama. We did a we did a, a show for BBC Panorama with John Sweeney, and that was right around that time, I think. Yeah. Um I don't know. I also did other... um I oh. also did Investigation Discovery, which yes. was actually Marty and I. Yeah, we that's probably that in Texas. the one. Yeah. That's probably the one. Yeah. We should find that. If we can yeah. find it, we'll if we can find it, we'll put a link in the description below. Um and if we can't, we won't. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh this is a good one. Going Claire, the Claire Headley story, up next on Hallmark Channel. Ah, oh, thanks, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, have to. I just have to somehow find out how to insert Mark's special humor that he brings to stories because I, I tend to, it tends to go pretty dark pretty quickly. <laughs> right? Oh my <laughs> <It> goodness, <does. laughs> um, Mark! I like this one. Mark, do you now feel bad for blowing without Claire? No, because she came with me. If I wouldn't have blown with her, if I would have tried to blow blow i would have tried to escape um with claire we probably would have got caught and then she wouldn't have got out we once you try to escape and they catch you 
then it's they make it really hard for you to escape. They yeah. they up the 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 watch over you. And sometimes if you try to escape, you end up under watch for sometimes years. Yes. Like literally years. You're never allowed to leave the property and they keep a very close tabs on you so that there's no way you're sneaking off. Yes. So it kind of I want to say it all worked out exactly the way it should have. Um, and then in a pretty quick, I mean, she was there for two weeks more after three. I left. Three weeks three more. Weeks. So within three weeks, we were together. Worst it, three weeks of my life. I'll probably I, start my book with those three weeks. There you go. See? And I gave her the opening of her book. Okay. <laughs> Gold Dragonette says, I appreciate you breaking up the trauma into shorter chunks. Yes, I know. It can Me be too. difficult to hear. Sometimes more than recounting personal experience. Yeah. And you know, that's another thing that we've heard from a lot of people is that um, you're not alone, that you're, you know, bad things happen to people all, all the time. You're not the only one. Um, the people that are watching this, if something bad happened to you, there's other people like you out there, like us, that bad things have happened too. And there are ways to get around it. And that's why we started the Aftermath Foundation, kind of give people somewhere to go in Scientology, they really should have a, a, like a, an aftermath for all these different kinds of crazy places that people yeah. need to escape from. There should be like those people that escaped and have figured out their way. The path out of that nonsense should do the same thing and they can have these little things for, you know, because there's a yeah. lot of people out there that this Scientology is not uh, an exclusive uh, craziness. There's other craziness going on. Yeah. And it's a work in progress. I mean, you know, says, wait, this one says Kelly cross. Wait, Mark was Tom's Guinea pig. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise audited me. Get my book. We're not going to tell that story. right Yes. Now. Um, Tom Cruise was my auditor at the international headquarters. He's the one who did my Scientology counseling on me when he was learning how to do Scientology counseling. Um, Houston four H four M street team. What do you, what did you and Mark think about having kids if you were both in the Sea Org? Did you talk about quitting to have kids? Um, I'll answer that one because I sort of, that was my, it, this was my sort of, um, this was, this was my plan. So after I escaped and I tried to get a hold of Claire and they switched, they did a whole bunch of stuff. Again, you got to read the book. The book goes into all this stuff. But basically, I knew that if I did get a hold of Claire, and I always knew that she wanted to have a family, but we couldn't. You can't have a family in the Sea Org. So as soon as I got a hold of her, when she was still at the inn headquarters and I was out, and I'd been out for a, a week or so, I said, listen, if you leave, I, I, I told her, I'm slaying it right now. I'm making, I've been out of the Sea Org a week. I'm making $50 an hour. I have an amazing setup. Um, you get out. Um, we will kill it between you and I we will be the ultimate tag team. We can have kids. We can have a house. We can have a dog. We can have a cat. We can do all that stuff. And, um, confidence and she, that I didn't have. By yeah. The way, and she so, was yeah. like, I'm in, I'm in. How are we going to get me out of here? And, uh, and you can read the book and you can find out how it ended. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know how it ended. We're sitting here right now talking in front of you, but yeah, can, the best part, things. the best part was when you were like, you said, well, when you next have a CSP time, which is when we would do our laundry and stuff, just yes. call a taxi and you can get out of there. And I said, no, I'm not allowed to leave the property anymore. And you were like, wait, I thought you said things were getting better. 
Oh yeah, because that's actually the other thing. She at first she was kind of trying to talk me into coming back. I was I, because security was listening in on the call. Yeah, and I was like, if they say it's getting better, I know it ain't. It's good out here right now for me. Okay, yeah. Lori Howard says. Uh, Claire, I don't know how you were able to overcome all this. I really don't know you, but from what I do know, you are a wonderful human. Well, that's very nice. Thank Lori. you, Laurie. That's very nice of you. It's a work in progress. What can I say? I, I run up a mountain every day to try and find mental peace and uh, stability. So I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. So this could be read two different ways. It could be read as the way it's written. Claire, you have the heart of a hood man. Or it could be, Claire, you have the heart of a good man. His first reaction to defend your honor is flaming poop. <laughs> oh, I have the heart of a good man. Your I, first reaction to defend my honor. Or it could be a hood man, because somebody from the hood might do that. I don't know. It could be either one. I don't one. know. Either way, I appreciate that you were willing to come to my defense, honey. But yeah, let's not go the poo route. Well, it was just an idea. I was just, I was just flinging. I was just throwing it. No, I was throwing it at the wall. See if it would stick. <laughs> okay, um, Stevo, Denver Stevo. Hey, Denver Stevo, and he did a super chat too. Mark, awesome interview skills. You're ready. Bring on Marty. Uh, we don't need Marty. Everybody wants to talk about Marty. Marty is a is the last. He's in the last chapter of the chapter before that. It's done. He's not in the fight anymore. He's not in it anymore. Um, okay, we still well, have thanks, like, Steve we're going to have to rip through these. It's six o'clock. We've been on here an hour and okay. it's nine minutes. And I have, are you starring more questions? Uh, I stopped. Okay. Because it was going down and it went back up again. So I'm, I'm like, sorry. how I, is this not working? I was getting trigger happy. I'll stop. Oh, okay, guys, listen, this is it. We're going to, there's 47 questions left in here because Claire's. Oh boy. Okay. And happily uh, clicking them to, to make them so I'll read them. Um, Georgia Peach, nice to see you back. Georgia Peach says, I will never understand how someone can convince so many people to do what they say. I can't get son to take out the trash, <laughs> let alone all these rules. They say if you can, can if you can convince Voltaire, it's a Voltaire quote. I always mess it up, but it goes, it's along the lines. If you can um, convince people of absurdities, you, or you can convince people of absurdities, you can get them to commit atrocities. Mm. And that is Scientology in a nutshell. Yep. Sure is. Um, Sarah E says, Claire, your pictures are re really capture a part of Scientology I've never seen before. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Okay, Jamie Dodger. That's a uh, that's an English thing. Jamie Dodger says, "Has a Aaron Cage fought Hulk Hogan yet?" <laughs> yes, brother. Um, as far as I know, he has not um, <laughs> fought Hel Hulk Hogan, but I'm pretty sure when he does, it'll be on his channel. Calvin Super Sticker. Okay, thanks. I'll do Thank a Super you. Sticker. That's okay. Um, I love uh, y'all's dynamic. Oh, Ke Casey again. Is it Casey or Cassie? Cassie. Cassie Isaac says, I love y'all's dynamic. Mark, I bet you Claire keep keep Claire cracking up all day. Hashtag relationship goals. Oh, uh, yes. I try to. Sometimes I'm not the most patient person. I know that. But yeah. uh, but you're also hilarious. So it, it balances out in the end, honey. Ed Cochran says, how is Scientology not a British prison? Not Who in a British prison. Yeah, not prison. in a British prison. Yeah. Who paid people off? 
that's another video. I'm doing that video on uh, spy files. The next spies files coming out has a bunch of that in it because it's got a I got a uh, in the spy file. It has spy files from one of Scientology's non Scientology lawyers where he talks about their cozy relationships with some of the uh, local officials and law enforcement. So you, that explains a, a, a good portion of why. Uh, CDO Brown says, doesn't Scientology schools have to be audited by the Department of Education in each district? In some jurisdictions, in some jurisdictions, even homeschooling has to be approved by the Department of Education. Well, first of all, this is in England where yeah. all this is taking place. If we, if you came in late, um, in East Grinstead, Sussex or Forest Row, I think is where Greenfields, Greenfields is located. And, um, it's an independent school. And I think they kind of uh, ride that line of we're not really part of the school system, but we're not Scientology. And, you know, that's that is another way where these guys get away with nonsense. Yeah. Buzz Buzz says it is a privilege to witness your story, Claire. And thank you, Mark, for giving it all the time it deserves. Yeah, thank I'm you. working on it. I'm trying to kind of find that's why we actually did that today. I'm glad you brought that up, Buzz Buzz. I'm trying to cram Claire's story into one of these other kind of Monday light night lives or one of these other things we do. It just doesn't work. So I was just like, why don't we just do some videos and that's all we talk about and then we can answer some questions at the end. People kind of lose their their minds when we don't answer questions. Um and I don't it's it's easier to do this in a live format than it is for us to sit down and cut a video. So anyway, it's all good. Yeah. Um, Terry says, this is not dating. That is, oh yeah. When the, the kid, yeah. The, the teacher with the kid is, um, oh yeah, no, it was, oh, apostate Alex, apostate Alex. Okay. So apostate Alex wrote me, I think he, I want to say he wrote me a week or two ago and he was trying to do some stuff and I was just slammed. I'm really sorry, apostate Alex. I was completely slammed with work. And I want to say, Claire, I probably got like 300 emails that week of people that want to come on the show from ex-members, from um, people in, in people in UK, people. And it was it was too much. And I kind of was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is way too much. I got a little bit uh, overloaded. And I kind of said, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we'll get to it. And then I think finally Apostate Alex got through to Aaron and then he went on Aaron's channel. I love this dude. This dude's got some funny stories. And he was, this is another great apostate Alex. I hope he just started a YouTube channel. Just search apostate Alex. We'll put a link to his channel. Goldie has put the link in the chat too. Perfect. Yeah. I was the first commenter on Alex's YouTube channel. Oh, nice. On his first video, the intro, I'm the first one, but, uh, just in first, you know, that's a, that's a internet thing. <laughs> anyway, but, um, apostate Alex, if you haven't seen it, um, Aaron Smith Levin over at Growing Up Scientology, um, did a video with him. If you watch it, it's great. And apostate Alex was a really gung ho Scientologist and a staff member. He was slaying it and he was, he was, he, his heart was in it and he was a great resource for them and they pushed him away. Like and they now he's saying do. in this comment to believe I wanted to go to Greenfield. Yeah. So he's yeah. saying, this is crazy to believe I wanted That's... to, he wanted to go to yeah. Greenfield. Yeah. No, we've, we, uh, we've been chatting on Facebook and he knows a lot of the people that I knew, like the big donor uh, families in East Grinstead and totally. Yeah. Okay. Gold Dragonette. 
Sorry, independent schools got away with so much. It's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's an independent school. You got it. Yep. Uh, just looked up Greenfields. Are they required to list? They follow, they follow LRH, LRH. Or are they selectively promoting it found under what makes us unique? Yeah. Um, I'll let you answer that while I go through some of these other questions. Generally speaking, so I haven't looked at their promotion materials recently. Generally, they did not promote themselves as a Scientology school. They wanted to be a, a independent private school. So a lot of the other children that would that ended up going there were troubled children um, because they would get a lot of money from that. But they are absolutely they just they're one hundred percent Scientology. I lost your audio. Oh, you muted your mic. I muted myself so I could cough. The other yeah. thing I was going to say was uh, uh, Delphi did the same thing. The school that I went, Scientology school that I went to, they say um, we do this, we do that, we have all this. F they they low play the Scientology. There's no Scientology verbiage in almost all cases. They do not use the word Scientology. They say that they use L. Ron Hubbard study technology, or they say we use, uh, we do some things based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard. They, and it's like on the, at the end of the website at the bottom in fine, fine print where the copyright is. Yeah. It's not, they're not, they're not splat. That's not their, they don't lead with that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And in Scientology, they call that secular where they eliminate the language of Scientology completely to make it different than, but it's 100% the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, Vincent Giggle says, seriously, Sarah has to, uh, Claire seriously has to write a book or skip the book. This needs to be a documentary all on its own. Thanks, Vincent Giggles. Thank you. Um, that's the other reason, just so if anybody's wondering, that's the other reason we're doing these YouTube things now. We have had so many TV shows contact us to do this. And after months and this and that and network and this and that, and then it never happens. We did a um, a show for, uh, was it Nightline? I thought, yeah, ABC Nightline. Yeah, we did a show yeah. for ABC Nightline. And Claire and I were telling our story. We shot it here at this house in Colorado. Yeah. We had an entire camera crew in our living room. And every single person on the crew was crying. Every <laughs> single person. And Claire and I were crying. We were all crying. And You're going to make me cry again. <laughs> I'm telling you, this was some powerful stuff. People that didn't even know us after two hours were crying hearing these stories. And that, um, and it was amazing. And even the people were like, this is going to be like, this, this show is going to win an Emmy. This show is going to be amazing. This show, blah, blah, blah. Never saw the light of day. It was no. killed by some lawyer in some office after it was already put together and it was going to be amazing. No, done. Or Scientology killed it with one of their connections or, yeah, never saw the light of day. So I'm like, you know what? We'll do it on YouTube. Screw yeah. them. But we have done a lot of things. And that's why when people are like, when's the fair game podcast? I'm telling you, it's lawyers, man. There's lawyers and nonsense and Scientology creates all this trouble. And um, so, yeah, it's a bummer. Steve Britton says, uh, Claire has been left behind in the Sea Work twice. Yeah, well, as we found out, it was actually multiple three times. It was multiple times. <laughs> I honestly haven't ever done a uh, account because it would be far too depressing. But yeah, oh multiple times. <laughs> Murphy says stats and conditions for elementary school children. Yep. Yep. 
You yep. betcha. Absolutely. Uh, Brittany H says, oh, my God, Claire's mom. Yeah, Claire's mom. Yeah. You got some splaining to do, mom. Yes, mom. Um, okay. Uh, another Mickey. Thanks, Mickey. Mickey from Thank Nebraska. You, Mickey. Mickey's from Nebraska, right? Yes. I was born in Nebraska, Mickey. Shout out to Nebraskans. Corn yeah, Huskers, whatever they call them these days. Um, okay. Courtney Favet says, Claire, do you recognize how potentially problematic your mom leaving you with an unrelated male is? What's your relationship like now? Yeah. Well, well we yeah, don't have she, we don't have a relationship with any no, of them. No, we don't. Um my mom disconnected from us as soon as we left. Uh, we actually called her from the hospital. Mark called you called her, honey, when we were when I was giving birth to our son, her first grandchild, and she hung up on him and said she couldn't talk to him. So yeah, we have no relationship, unfortunately, and that's entirely due to Scientology. Yeah, and that's actually coming up in one of the spy files that I'm doing, probably in the next week or so, yeah. because it was right at the time when our son was being born, and Claire's I called Claire's mom. And told her we're at the hospital. Claire just had the baby. She's good. The baby's good. If you want to come, you could come and see the baby and you don't even have to see us. The baby's in a separate place. You can come and you can see him. You can say who you are. They'll let you in. We've already told them and you don't even have to see us, but just know everybody's a click. Yep. Claire, how did the way you had to grow up affect the way you raised your kids now? Oh, my goodness. Here it comes. Yeah, that's a heavy question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, obviously, I my kids will. Uh, well, I've always just been honest with them that we I had a shitty childhood. And um, and yes, I definitely want my kids to have the opposite of my childhood. So every opportunity, every, every, uh, anything we can do to give them a well-rounded childhood, in my opinion, we have done. Um, but yeah, it's been hard. It's yeah. challenging. We, 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 uh, err in the, we err in the direction of doing the opposite of what, uh, we had in, in our childhoods were like, uh, how about yeah. that? They've never written up overts and withholds, nor yeah. will they. We're not doing any of that nonsense. No. Um, Stephen Britton said, is this all happening while LRH is gallivanting around on the world on the Apollo? Um, I guess in the 70s, maybe. I think by this time, by the time Claire's at Greenfields and stuff like that, I think he's hiding out in California somewhere. Yeah. I will share one funny story about our, our middle son. He wanted to go to a Christian youth group and I was like, eh, I'm not really okay. You know, I, I was like, well, I'm going to have to go check, check this out to, you know, see what this is about. Um, I'm not letting my kids go off to some unknown group at all. Uh, he's like, my friends go there. I want to go. I'm like, okay, I'll come and check it out. And I, and I told him on the way there, I just want to be very clear that going to, going to this church is, it's pretty far outside my comfort zone, honestly. And he looked at me and he said, mom, I promise I'm not going to sign any contracts. <laughs> <laughs> How old was he when he said that? Right. He was like 
He was 12. Yeah, 12, 12 or, 13. or 13. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty astute on his part, I must say. Yeah. And I was like, I started laughing. I said, thank you for understanding. I'm glad you, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> A buzz buzz again says, thank you, Claire, the truth teller. You should never have to go through this. I am inspired how you are sharing your story to help others and wake more people up, up to caring for our kids. Thank you. Life That's goals nice. right there. I'm trying to. Yeah. Um, I am the granddaughter of a residential school survivor, and I got to say, some of the things you're saying is ringing familiar. Yes. So Greenfields did have a boarding school as well, um, the same as Delphi has, where uh, Scientologists from Germany would send their kids to Greenfields. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there is a lot of similarities. Yeah. Okay, this one says, oh, it's Love Food Kitchen again. Um, she says, I love how Claire looks identical. She's barely aged at all. Those are some amazing genes she must have. Yeah, and you really should see her cousin. She has a cousin uh, that if we gave these pictures to her cousin, her cousin would think that they were her, um, yes. not Claire. Because, they. I mean, she literally is an exact twin of Claire at her age. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Deb LeClerc says, basically, you're around Mark too much. I think that was in relation to you saying basically. Um, <laughs> Lily Castle, yeah, thanks for doing what you do. I was curious, since so many children were separated from their parents, how was sex education handled? Did the church teach the birds and the bees? Oh, that's a great question. It how does that work? Question. You don't they, remember? They didn't teach it at all. I taught Claire about the birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> I was 17 when we got married after yeah, all. <laughs> she was. I was 19. She was 17. I, I had to get a permission slip from her parents. You did. Yeah, um, so rural, rural, S, rural SD lawyer. I've been following the anti-COS movement for years now. Claire, you are my favorite. I'm a volunteer, but I will never be chosen to help because I live in a state where there are zero Scientologists. Now, um, thank you, Rule. Yes, but I will say you. this. Sometimes we have people going to places and they don't want to go. They want to go somewhere where there's no Scientologists. So don't think if you live somewhere where there aren't any Scientologists, you, it, it's worthless for you to volunteer. We sometimes also have uh, family members of people that are we're trying to help escape that live in a place where there's no Scientologists and they're not Scientologists. And we're trying to kind of reconnect them with those people. And sometimes we do need volunteers in those places. Yes. So if you and we if, are, we continue to gain momentum with the Aftermath Foundation, which is amazing. You know, I, I think it was a dream when we first started back in 2018 that we would actually be able to, you know, rescue live Sea Org members. Um, but it's just happening more and more and more. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's right. Um, we'll put it, there's a link in the Aftermath Foundation below if you want to go to the website, aftermathfoundation.com. Uh, Goldie, don't forget to subscribe to Alexander's br uh, brand new channel. Uh, yes. Yeah, Apostate Alex. Definitely do that. We want to get him up. Uh, you know, we're not... Um, we're not like territorial on this anti-Scientology or anti-whatever you want to call it, cult awareness or whatever you want to call it. We're the more the merrier. So, and Alexander, he's a great speaker. He's got some great stories. He seems like he's got it together. He seems like he's pretty smart. He's pretty level-headed. So, um, yeah, go to Alexander's channel. Let's hear some more stories from Alex. 
Sharing is caring. Yeah, sharing is caring. Living is giving. Don't be dumb. Give me some. Okay. <laughs> um, Claire Alice again. My my God, your mom not being able in your life, not, not your mom your not being in your life is necessary. So bad, so bad. Child abuse. I'm so sorry. Beyond acceptable. Keep sharing. Thank you. I will. I appreciate it. And and like I said, I'm ready to forgive her when she asks to be forgiven. Yeah, Denise H. says, I can't imagine being your mom and leaving you to suffer at the hands of monsters. Yeah, yep. no, no, exactly. Yeah. It's a testament to Claire's resilience. Brittany H. says, it's a testament to, uh, testament to Claire's resilience that she managed to live such a horrific childhood and turn out to be such a lovely person. Thank you, Brittany. I'm not perfect, but none of us are. I'm working on it. <laughs> I try. Here's Jamie Dodger again. Claire, we need your book of life in Scientology. XX. Yes. Thank you, Jamie. Okie doke. Denise H. again. Oh, my God. No one should be touching a child like that. I think that yeah, was Yeah, that room. was on the touch assist. And yes. I totally agree. That's what creeped me out, too. We didn't even talk about the nervousness. That was <sighs> next level. That was... <laughs> There's so many things we haven't talked about. But I will mention one other thing. And that is, in, in almost all cases at the international headquarters, the people that do the security checking, the people that are interrogating Sea Org members are, I want to say almost 99% young females. So you have young females, teenagers interrogating uh, 40 year old men and asking them about private things. And then yeah. the men divulging in those private things. And some of those private things involve thoughts about the young girls that are interrogating them. Yeah. I have yeah. many, many stories of that coming up. It's awful. Aye, aye, yeah. Aye, aye. We'll it's... have to, we'll have to pull out the Johannesburg sec check questions, which, uh, so that's like this extensive list of questions that Elron Hubbard put together that I learned to administer when I was 14 because the questions alone in there are absolutely inappropriate for a 14 year old. Yeah, it is definitely uh, crazy. Slappy white says amazing. You turned out so well. You are a superhero. Thank you. Slappy. Thank you. Slappy. Thanks uh, for listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a Facebook question. Okay. Um, Charlene Doppler, BC, BC, B Z Bexa Bexa. So sad. Yes. I know as a parent, you did everything different. <laughs> yes. 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 This is true. Um, Linda NS says, I just read about operation snow white and if it hasn't been made into a movie, it really should. Mark, you were a filmmaker. What do you say? Oh, it would be such a good movie. Yes. I think, um, it would be like, uh, all the president's men. It would be very similar to that. And actually, it occurred a little bit in that it was in the 60s and 70s when a lot of this was happening. Um, so there might even be some kind of crazy crossover in those times. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a lot of crack. Uh, craziness and it should totally be a movie jay dice says i'd advise exes don't compare and rank experiences yeah no that's there's, solid we don't do that that's yeah uh, well, it we, we kind of did in saying that my my experience i think what she's talking about or he or she i didn't i missed the picture oh when you say we say it was less other people had it worse yeah you know what you're right it's 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 all that's horrible kinda, that's kind of my mechanism about how i don't drown in darkness well, also, it's all horrible. You can't yeah. really compare levels of horribleness. It's no. all relative. No. Um, John McAleese 
uh, just super chat. Thanks, sir. Thank super you, John. Sticker, I appreciate you call it. it. Thanks for being here. Um, Love Food Kitchen. Again, I, oh man, this girl, she got a lot of questions and I unchecked a ton of them and she still got a bunch in. I oh. wonder if Claire's parents knew John Atak since he was at the Manchester Org, then St. Hill, although as a public at around the same time. Do you know? I'm not sure. No, I'll have to, I haven't talked with John, um, but I, I would love to, um, to, to pick his brains. I did know Robin Scott. Robin Scott knew me when I was in the cadet org. He's another ex-Scientologist. He's one of the people that actually showed up in Europe dressed up as a, as a, as a missionary and stole the OT levels from um, AOSH Europe that the Scientology base in Europe. That's a great story too. Yes. I think we told that we told some of that on the live with uh, Mike and Mark. I don't remember if it was on our, my channel or if it was on Aaron's channel. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's definitely some uh, crazy stories about uh, people doing crazy stuff. Um, Melissa Henry says, you actually didn't have a childhood. I'm curious in parenting your children, do you go to the extreme opposite? Meaning are you super present and overprotective? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. No, I, I don't consider myself a helicopter parent. Mark definitely was had his eyes open he said oh my gosh a lot makes sense now i don't know i you know i don't i don't want my i yeah i'm finding my middle ground i would say that that sounds good yeah um jlc it amazes me that these people were treated like this by their folks yet the Mm -hmm. ones i see and listen to are so loving and kind oh well thank you yes thank you yeah, you know, you're, you're, I, I don't know. My view is your life experiences make you who you are. Um, it didn't kill me. So I'm grateful for that. I'm here today. And, um, I, and actually having kids gave me the strength to speak up against Scientology in the first place because it really occurred to me that I never wanted my kids to feel that the bully could win. Um, so, so yeah, when child services showed up at our house, that was the day I started speaking out about Scientology. Okay. So I want to just get, tell a little bit of this story. So at this time, and we haven't even gotten to that part in the spy files, Yeah. but when I was, uh, posting stuff about the, uh, about Scientology on the internet, I had, I was not at the house and I was, I think it was when I was in Germany or. They would always do stuff to Claire when I was out somewhere. Yeah. Not at the house, working or something. They would ambush me when I was home alone. And they, and child services came to our house and they got a, this is when we were, we left Scientology and I was posting stuff about them on the internet and child services in Los Angeles got an anonymous report that there was abuse happening in our house. So they, and Claire at this time was not, um, an enemy of Scientology. She was no. just wanted to, I don't want to make any trouble. I'm just going to um, play nice. And I know bad things happen and all these horrible things happen, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it. And then they tried to have the kids taken away from her. And that turned on a side and, of Claire that no one has ever seen before. <laughs> yeah. And even the agent that came said, by law, I'm required to be here. Um, we checked out these claims. They're obviously completely bogus, but you need to watch your back. That was his words to, to me. And, um, and he said, is someone trying to make trouble for you? And it was just instantly like, well, of course. 
And so, you know, I could, I, I can't prove that it was Scientology, but I did give that agent's card to the FBI because they can connect the dots. And I have no, no doubt in my mind where that came from. Yeah. That was definitely that. That was the switch. Claire was kind of like, I don't want to cause trouble. And then when that happened, she was like, let's get them. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we did the BBC show like two months later. I was like, yeah. oh. Game on. Yeah, we had really? people. No. We had people no. contacting us. We had media people contacting us. Oh, we want to do a show. And I was like, ugh, we're going to, they're going to really, we're going to, you know, it, it's a lot to go from being there and then to adjusting and then to become a whistleblower within a year after yeah. being in it your entire life um, was a lot. And, um, and I, I didn't want to. I put our wills together. I made sure that our kids, there was like, if anything happened to us, there was no way any of our Scientology family would ever get their hands on our kids. I mean, we, I, like, like you say, they, they woke up. Yeah. They, the they, wo they woke the monster. <laughs> yep. So go okay. write that in your diaries. Also come, yeah. come out here. We can compare notes and we can help you start a new life. Yeah, Jen writes, how did Claire adjust after that childhood while in and out of Scientology? I remember her saying she wanted a normal life. How long did it take to feel normal? I'm still working on that. But, okay. but you know, I, there's not a day that goes by, like you said, that I'm not grateful for the life that we have. And compared to what we've been through, there's only you can only be grateful and appreciate succeeding on a path, you know. There's not, I don't think there's ever going to be like, oh, I'm just a normal person because, you know, what's normal? It's all relative. We all have our own stories and our paths we've been down and that's what makes us who we are. Yeah. E.G. Johnson say this whole Scientology idea that everyone is an adult because they're Thetans is absurd. Listen to your aud a book on Audible. Loved it. Well, thank nice. you, E.G. Thank you, EG. And yes, yes it on. is absurd. They, that's another it thing. Is. If, if we haven't, we haven't really covered that on, on this channel, but Scientology believe that everyone's trillions and trillions of years old. So, um, even children. So you don't treat a child like a, a little kid because they're trillions of years old. You just treat them like an adult and then they will become like an adult, even if they're four or five or seven or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think I want to say L. Ron Hubbard said they can start getting auditing and sec checking when they're like six or seven. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, yeah, it's a fair bit of crazy. OK, yep. we got two. We got two things left. Here we go. Captain Elf says, do Osa's blow frequently since they're the only Scientologist exposed to, real exposed to reality? Constantly monitoring SP videos, blogs must have some effect on them. Yes. Well, well, like Tori Kreisman's uh, story, Magoo, Tori Magoo on YouTube. Yeah. She has a great story that's exactly that. Um, and she's been doing videos on YouTube for a long time. Yeah. Um, but yes, it absolutely has an effect. Um, and yes, like I said, Osa, come on out. We'll help you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is the last one. Apostate Alex. I feel so spoiled. I feel spoiled with all these shout outs. Thank you. I Yay. can't even believe you're awake. Apostate Alex. It's <laughs> he said he's be, a night owl. <laughs> yeah. It's just gotta be around midnight or it's getting, it's getting late over there. 
But um, thank you. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed to Apostate Alex, well, if you haven't subscribed to me, subscribe to me. And then after you do that, <laughs> go over to Apostate Alex and subscribe to him. Yes, but there we um, go. and thanks. growing up in Scientology, but most yeah. everybody has already done his. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys joining us. Um, yes. We're trying to uh, we're trying to get out a lot of these stories, and we're finding uh, YouTube to be a very uh, useful avenue for that and medium for that, as well as Facebook and as well as Twitter, because this is on all three right now. And um, yeah, we're trying to get more people. And the way we can get this out to more people, I don't. If you don't know, when you subscribe and you click the bell notification and you do all that stuff, the YouTube computer says, "Oh, people like this, and people are subscribing to this." And it pushes it out to more people. It puts us on watch pages. It gets us into other f- people's feeds that have similar views and um, watching habits than you, than the people that are watching right now. And it gets us in front of more people and it gets these stories out there. So yes. we're not don't, doing, the, don't forget we're not doing this for our health, po- folks. Claire's got a company. I've got a company. We have full-time jobs. Three we're not kids. doing, yeah, we're not doing this. We're not two dogs, two cats. (laughs) We're not doing this for dog and cat food. We're doing this to get the stories out. So it does help if you take an extra second and hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, click the bell notification, all that happy hoo ha, and um, it it helps us. And we're almost at twenty one thousand. So if you oh we are haven't haven't read Mark's book, uh, we are giving away a book. For every 1,000 subscribers, or if you want to just get the book and read it, you can get it at blownforgood.com. Yeah. Now, just so you guys know, Claire is the book picker. So if you're in the comments and you say, I want a book, I want a book, or I want a, a paperback, or I want a Kindle, or whatever you want, Claire's the one who grants the wish. Yes. And she grants the wish every 1,000 subscribers. So yes. every time we click over 1,000, she goes in the comments and she just goes, it's right about that time. So as soon as we click over, she goes in there and she goes, ding, you the winner. And then yeah. that person gets a hardback, a paperback, uh, audible. Uh, yeah, that's how, the, that's how you get a book. So if you don't have a lot of money or you don't want to spend money on a silly Scientology book and you'd like to win one, get in the comments and ask for a book. And it, and we, and also we check to see if you're a subscriber. So if you want a book for free, then subscribe and say, I want a book for free. And, uh, you might even, uh, again, uh, get one. Yay. Um, let's do some, uh, housekeeping here. Uh, bobbleheads and SP bracelets. Uh, that's another thing we do that just supports the Aftermath Foundation. That's the way it's one of the ways we raise funds for the Aftermath Foundation. We don't ever want to have a situation where someone needs help and we don't have the resources to help them. So we're, 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 we just have different avenues of constant fundraising that we're doing. And this is one of them. It's a fun way for people to get involved, um, for not a lot of money. Uh, bobblehead or an SP bracelet. We have all kinds of different sizes. They're stainless steel, the bracelets. And um, yeah, people have fun with them. Yes. And then if you want to just donate to the Aftermath Foundation, you can go to the aftermathfoundation.org. And um, if you want to volunteer, you can also go there. You can sign up to be a driver. You can sign up to have, if you've got a house, if you've got a place, um, you you know a place somebody can get a job. Whatever you can do, from nothing to something, we can you, we can use any help we can get. Yes. Okay. And then lastly, all copies of Blown for Good 
that we get from our website are signed by Claire and I. If you want to get a copy of that, go to bloomforgood.com. Anything else? Did I forget anything, Claire? No, you did a great job, honey. Oh, Thanks my again goodness. for listening, everybody. This Thanks for joining tonight. us.